we've really got to think, what is our capacity? When are we slowest? Have a look at your diary. Stop feeling like I'm doing something wrong. And that is the really big thing, is not placing all this pressure on yourself and saying, I am no good, like I was doing for years and years, without looking at it and going, what is my capacity? What am I able to do? Where can I extend myself to? How can I tell other people or get these clients to tell other people? What is it that I need to implement when I'm not worrying over, oh, there's no one here? Because I've looked at a plan, I've made a plan, I'm getting things structured. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists and practitioners responding directly to the needs of a practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business, something clinical, you'll get the variety you need to enjoy and stay motivated in practice. So thanks for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for our episodes. If you'd like more support, get in contact and I look forward to working with you soon. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. How the devil are you? Well, I'm on holiday, and that means I've got a cold. So I'm really sorry if you're getting the deep and sexy me, but this is the way I sound when my colds start going to my chest. So sad. Masks were great. I didn't get sick for three years, and now it's all back to the bronchitis. Anyway, what I wanted to talk with you today is something I posted last week in Strictly Practitioners. And I talked about when our children are at a certain age, our capacity is only a certain amount. Now, you might be listening and think, well, I haven't got children and I only have three clients a week, excuse me. That is your capacity, okay? Because you're probably working full time. So we have to think to ourselves, what is my capacity to work? And that's what we're talking about today. So let's think. Where do I start from when I think about my capacity? Now, number one is how many weeks of the year are you going to work? Are you capable of working? So I'm on holiday. I've forgotten to do or miscounted. (laughs) Oops. So there's meant to be another podcast ready to go for next week and or for this week now, tomorrow. And there isn't. So I'm having to do one now, which is poor form for me. Normally, I'm pretty good. I've counted up. I know the numbers. And I've done some batching. I'll actually do batching of everything. So I batch my social media. I batch my podcasts. I batch everything so that I'm not left on holiday needing to do a podcast. But at the same time, for me, all holidays create an incredible time artistically, I guess, for me, creatively, and that I want to do things. I've thought more about the book that I'm writing that's coming out at the end of the year and things that need to go into that. I've been thinking, about a challenge or not even a challenge. Challenge is such a horrible word, isn't it? Because it makes you think, oh no, I have to do so much. I have to compete. So it's not going to be a challenge, but I've got to think of another name. If you can think of another name for getting stuff done, (laughs) then we'll call it that. But I thought for your podcast listeners, it really might be nice to be able to have a competition for just you, something that we do on the podcast. And so I've been designing that. I've been walking around thinking, oh, that'd be a really good idea. They could have visualizations and then updating and all the things that sometimes we just need a nudge to do. So I thought, hmm, we might do that. So I can create all of that in advance for mid-year. So I'm not going to do it now, just giving you a prep there. 
but it'll happen sometime in the mid-year for you when I'm away because I will batch it and get it prepared. And that's where also this leads to is the normal ebb and flow of your business. So how many weeks a year are you working? For me, it's always been 40 weeks a year as an expat. I take all the school holidays off. But within those school holidays, there's obviously the odd random day where I have to see clients because 10 weeks is just too long or six weeks is just too long. So there has to be the odd day here and there. I've tried to employ locums before now, and that hasn't worked out. The clients have said, no, they'll wait till I get back or they're still emailing me anyway. So I'm better off stating this is the day I am working. Everything has to be done. Any updating, it will occur on this day. So all my clients know that's when it's going to happen. And then I get all my messages and emails. And yes, I got your email about the date that you'd be working. I just need you to update my online order for me or whatever it might be. So we have a normal ebb and flow. And I think you've probably heard me talk about the fact that July is in the past where I thought I was a rubbish naturopath, right? So for the first probably four years of my business, I'd be like, oh, I'm really terrible. I'm the worst naturopath. Nobody wants to see me. I've got no clients in July at all. And eventually it was my husband who turned and he said, I'm sure you say this every year. Why don't you go back and look in your diary and see if you were busy last July? And in those days, I had paper diaries and I still had three years worth of paper diaries to realize that, no, I didn't have anyone in July for the previous three years. And if I think about it for July, everybody I know from school is on holiday. We're not on holiday because my husband's colleagues are on holiday. So we're working. Oh, okay. I've figured it out. I'm going to be slow in July. This is a natural ebb in my business. So what can I do in this ebb time? What can I do when things aren't flowing, where I don't have clients coming in. Well, I decided we were going to start going away in July. July in Adelaide's pretty horrible. August is even worse. So it was time to get in the car and go away. So we went camping. So we went through Central Australia. One one time we drove to Darwin and drove to Uluru. So we've driven a lot with a trailer and camping gear on the back. And that's what we were doing in July. So that I didn't think to myself, oh no, I have no clients. I'm the worst naturopath in the world. Nobody wants to see me. I've looked at it and I've gone, this is a slow time for me. Other times that are slow, now I'm batching things. So I'll sit down and go, okay, it's really slow for me. I need to batch because just before I go on holiday, it's always super busy because I'm telling everyone, hey, I'm going on holiday. This is the last time I can see you. So I would be booked out and I'd have more clients than I would normally have because everybody's, I've moved everyone into that week. So we have to think about how I'm going to prep for those slow times and what I'm going to do in those slow times. And if I have what I feel to be a constant slow time, I'm thinking, well, where are the clients? Why aren't they coming to me? What is going on? I look on social media and everyone has tons of clients. I'll see something somewhere and someone saying how busy they are. I'll see an advert on something and I'll think, why aren't I this busy? And we need to look at the number of hours that we can work overall over the whole year. So for me, 40 hours a week, 40 weeks a year, sorry. Then how many hours in each week can I work? If I'm working full time, maybe I can only do a late night and alternate Saturdays, for example. So I could actually only fit in a maximum of maybe five or seven clients a week anyway. And maybe that maximum of five to seven clients in reality turns out that each week I only have three clients. So why is that? Is this my mindset? Because if I've got three, why can't I have seven? 
that means I'm already out in the world. It means people are seeing me. It means that people know I'm there if I've got three. So why haven't I got seven? And that's where we look at these slow times and go, so what can I do in this slow time to increase the rest of the time? So maybe it's going to your local library and saying, can I give a talk? Because libraries are all up for that these days. They're incredible places. Where can I put a sign up? Is my local favorite organic cafe? I've did quite a lot with my local favorite organic cafe. They knew me. I knew them. And I said, you know, what's your slowest morning? And she said, oh, it's Tuesday morning. And I was like, oh, can I do a talk on a Tuesday morning? We'll put a sign up big sign up on an easel. There were pictures in the window and they paid her. They signed up for it there. They gave her $20 and that included raw cake and either coffee or tea, whatever they wanted. And then I got however much I got, I can't remember, for each person that attended. And it didn't really matter how much I got, whether it was 10 or $15, I can't remember. But it doesn't really matter how much or how little I got from that. Those people became my clients. And the ones from those talks that didn't become my clients, they referred other people because I have referral gifts and things in place. So what are you doing in your slow time? Because if you've got three, you've got the capacity for seven. If you've got zero, then you have the capacity for one. If you've had one, then you have the capacity for more. There is a mindset thing as well as a getting on and doing it. All right, we've got to be positive mindset about it. We've got to have the right lines. We need our elevator pitch. We need to be able to say to people, this is what I do. This is how I do it. This is when I do it. And we need the right lines to be able to say in the schoolyard, Geraldine, how do I fix this rash on my arm? And they go, oh dear, that does look bad, doesn't it? I suggest there's probably a lot going on with you. Let's book you in for an appointment and whip out my phone and my calendar. So, because there are lots of opportunities that are missed and I missed tons of opportunities when my kids were in kindy because I was just giving away the answers. I was just telling everyone, oh, no, go do this, go do that. Oh, yeah, if you bought that over the counter, do it, you'll be fine. Whereas when we start being a little bit more structured and a little bit more, these are the things I have to do, this is the time that I have, this is when I'm going to do it. As soon as we allocate, things start to fall into place. And if we accept those slower times as times where we can batch things and do things and get creatives out there, communicate with people, connect with people, especially if we work from home, it's really tempting when you work from home, you have an hour between clients and you'll go and stick the laundry in. You'll go and put the dinner in rather than go, well, I've got an hour between clients. I'm going to complete that blog. I'm going to connect with someone who connected with me in the past. I'm going to follow up with old clients. So we've got to think, what can I do in this time? That's one of the things about the academy is I'm always offering, but more specifically, things that people can do because it's related to them and their business when we have our Q&As. And of course, we have co-working. So I'm working with people to do the stuff they need to do, asking them what they're doing, where they're reaching out for support, how I can help them. So the academy is a great place to get this support and to get the help that you need and to know where to put this content and to get the support. When I think about it, or when I think about it, when anyone thinks about it, when we all think about it, seeing clients is actually terrifying. We don't know what's going on with them. Work as an adrenaline thing, having worked as a nurse prior. So in intensive care, there's a lot of adrenaline going on. We're resuscitating, we're intubating, we're putting in incredibly difficult long lines. There might be surgery going on on the unit itself, so suddenly a surgical nurse. All of these things are happening. And then when we come out into practice and we're seeing clients and they're saying, I've got this, that, and the other thing wrong with me, 
It's like, whoa, where do I start? This is overwhelming. I've got so much I've got to do and I'm all by myself. And that's where a group comes in. That's where your mentor comes in to be able to go, hey, no, let's just start at the beginning. Let's slow it down. Expectation is too much here. Let's keep that consult within the hour so that you can have those three, those five, those seven, those up to 10, those up to 15 clients a week as you build that business, as your confidence grows, as you niche more because you start to enjoy specific areas, as you begin to understand areas better so you don't need as much research later. Because when we first start out, might only be able to see three clients a week because we need, we might have seven, space for seven, but we can only see three because in that other space, in those four other spaces, we're actually researching those three clients. So we've really got to think, what is our capacity? When are we slowest? Have a look at your diary. When are my holidays going to be? When am I slow because I can't holiday in July? Like I can never holiday at Christmas because my husband's working. So I might as well work put the odd day here and there when I know he's working. So I'm not having long stretches over the summer because his colleagues are having holidays, we're having holidays, so they're all shorter holidays. July, we get a longer patch. All of my clients are away, so stop feeling like I'm doing something wrong. And that is the really big thing, is not placing all this pressure on yourself and saying, I am no good, like I was doing for years and years. I am no good. I am the rubbish naturopath. No one wants to see me without looking at it and going, what is my capacity? What am I able to do? Where can I extend myself to? How can I tell other people or get these clients to tell other people? What is it that I need to implement when I'm not worrying over, oh, there's no one here because I've looked at a plan. I've made a plan. I'm getting things structured. And that's what I'm here for, right? That's why you get in contact with me. That's why you make the focus call with me so that we can get together and we can sit down and we can make some plans. And it might be the academy is right for you. It might be the 90-day program with me one-to-one is what is needed for you. I've got lots of programs out there. You know, I've got the pediatric course if kids are your thing because, of course, when we get the kid in, we get the whole family. We get the mother in. You say, yeah, I can treat your kids. And so you see the whole family. It's really important that we've sat down We've looked at our timings, we've looked at our diaries, we've looked at when we can work, how we can structure it, how we can launch things, what are our timings doing, and when are we going to achieve these things? When do we have the space to batch? When do we have the space to just see clients? When do we have the headspace to write a blog, to speak at the local library, to do these things we want to do? And that involves forward planning in the diary. So how far ahead is your diary planned? What are you looking at? Go back to last year, compare it to last year. And I do think that when the weather changes, here we are heading, for us it's all autumn, we're heading into winter. And I think when the weather changes, we sometimes also begin to worry and we don't feel that we're as capable. And it's got nothing to do with us. It's to do entirely with the environment. It's like the moons change things. Everything It's grey. I mean, where I'm sitting now, the last few days has been beautiful sunshine, incredible, incredible weather. And now the rain is coming in. It's overcast. Tomorrow we're going to go cycling and we can't go cycling tomorrow because it's 80% chance of rain. So we're going to go on walks and do touristy things. And so if you're in your business and you're going, oh, oh, mm," then it's going to make you feel not as capable, not as happy with what you're doing. When in actual fact, you're amazing. 
You're an incredible practitioner and you know you are. You have the skill set. You just need the support sometimes, but you also need that planning so that you've sat down and you said, yeah, my capacity is eight. I'm constantly getting three. Why is that? Because maybe your capacity isn't eight people at all. No matter whether you've got children, not children, you've got grandchildren. It might be you're a care of somebody else. It might be that you're a single person and you have to pay your bills. And so you're like, well, I have to have this steady income from this main job, which gives you your pension. It will give you sick pay. It will give you all the things that your own business doesn't give you. There's nothing wrong with working for somebody else and working in your own business because working in your own business is hard. It's you. It's up to you and you have to do everything. Whereas we all know now, having run our own businesses, that working for somebody else is like a walk in the park, isn't it? It's like a day off, no matter what the job is. I always say that if you have another job on top of your own business, it shouldn't be a job with homework. So as a nurse, I'd work long, long hours, but I didn't take any work home with me. It's not like being a school teacher where you have to bring marking home. If you have another job, it needs to just be a job that's done in their time and not in your time, and then you can run your own business. So just sit for a moment or walk or drive or whatever you happen to be doing, but just think to yourself for a moment, what is my capacity? Am I trying to stretch too far? Am I trying to force too much for myself? My expectations for myself too much right now. I'm good at what I do. I know what I'm doing. I have the capacity, but my expectations for myself too much right now. So that is your task, should you choose to accept it. And I look forward to seeing you in Strictly Education and support very soon. If you're not already there, do make sure you go and join up. Have a really good one. I hope you have an excellent rest of day and look after yourself. And I'll catch up with you very soon. See ya. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients in practice. Bye for now.